the Old Testament readings from Daniel 7, beginning at the 13th verse. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man. And he came to the Ancient of Days, and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion, and glory, and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle readings from Revelation chapter 21, beginning at the first verse. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise for the gospel. <clears throat> the gospel according to St. Mark, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near, at the very gates. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. This is the gospel of the Lord. We are wrapping up the sermon series, as I said, uh, the word that connects. And throughout this series, we've been focusing on the fact that God is active and alive among his people. And he, from the beginning of creating and forming a people and saving a people through Jesus Christ, and then last week, he sends a people. And this week, we're looking at the perfection of his people. And this is the one that, that hasn't happened yet. It's the one that we're looking forward to. And in theology, we talk about this now, but not yet reality. There's a now and not yet reality to our world, to, to, um, to, to being a follower of Jesus Christ, because we have these truths that we know, but we haven't fully experienced them yet. And so we live by faith. As I was thinking about this, it, it reminded me of, of a movie that I saw. There was a movie that came out in 1950. It was called DOA, Dead on Arrival. And in this movie, actually I saw a later version of it because interestingly enough, they didn't renew the copyright. And so in about the 60, 1969, another version came out. The one I saw was in the 80s and it, it had Randy Quaid in it. 
And the story is about this character, Frank Bigelow. And at the beginning, he enters into a police station and he goes there to report a murder. And he's reporting his own murder of himself because he's been poisoned. And from that point forward, it's kind of a back, um, uh, what do you call that? Um, going back and, and retracing his steps over the last couple of days. It's a flashback, if you will, of his last couple of days of figuring out how he got to where he was, where he knew he was about to die and he knew how the story was going to end, but he was trying to figure out how he got there. And so in this, we see, we know how it ends, but we got to see how the rest of it plays out. Well, today we kind of come full circle in this story of the Bible because we know how the story ends. We've got the last chapter. And God has, has given to the Apostle John this vision of how things are going to play out in the end. And so what we see here is that rather than it being a, an ending, it actually says that he's going to make all things new. So rather than the end of the story being the end, it's actually something even greater than we can even imagine. John has given this picture of the revelation and he sees this new Jerusalem that's coming down out of heaven. And he hears a loud voice that says, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. That voice says, Behold, I'm making all things new. God dwelling among his people, it, it takes us back to the very beginning, the first, the first chapter when God lived, God dwelt in the garden with Adam and Eve as he walks with them, as they, as they recognize the sound of his footsteps in the garden. They are so intimate in their relationship with God that God again is going to dwell with his people like that. What God has in store for us, it's hard to imagine because we live in the brokenness of this world, but it is so great. Paul says it like this. He says, no eye has ever seen, as his Paul is quoting Isaiah, no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. And while we may not know exactly what it looks like, we're given a glimpse in the book of Revelation. Enough to whet our appetite. It, it gives us a sure and certain hope. And that's why the book of Revelation was written to give to Christians a picture of what is to come even in the midst of their dire circumstances. And that's, that's the way apocalyptic literature is in scripture. In the Old Testament, the book of Daniel was the same. It was written to a people that were in exile in Babylon. And it's, it's a picture of a triumphant people of God. They were given a picture of how the story was going to end. And we have that same picture. John says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. You say, well, what's so wrong with the first heaven and first earth? I mean, in the beginning when God created, God said not only was it good, but it was very good. Now, there are lots of good things that we experience on this on this earth. I just got back from vacation in North Carolina and we were in the mountains and with rivers and fish and hiking and beautiful hills and it was just gorgeous. There's lots of great things that we experience in life. Flowers and music and art and sports and lakes and oceans and family, children, grandchildren. The things that we have in this life are certainly a reflection of God's goodness. 
The heaven and earth declare the glory of God, Scripture says. But at the same time, there's so much about this earth that we live in now that's not so good. Nature is at odds with itself. We have tornadoes and hurricanes and floods and droughts and wildfires. We have COVID, Alzheimer's, cancer. And people are at odds with one another, doing unspeakable deeds against one another, heartache and sorrow and tragedy. There are so many things that plague God's current creation. I mean, what happened? It was so good. Well, in a word, it's sin. Sin sin entered into our world when our first parents, Adam and Eve, doubted that God's plan was going to be good enough. And they wanted to take things into their own hands and go their own way. And generations later, we are still dealing with the effects of sin. All of creation is, is subject to death and decay. We are all passing away. One day, it will all pass away. The Apostle Paul declares the creation was subject to futility. The whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth. But one day, creation will be freed from its bondage to sin and corruption. Even we ourselves, we groan, we eagerly await that day, the redemption of our bodies. You see, we're in the middle of this this big story. And sometimes it's hard to to see the forest for the trees, if you will. It's hard to understand how the story really is going to end because we're in the middle. We got back from the youth gathering a couple of weeks ago, and and this was one of the topics that that some of the speakers talked about. It was called In All Things. And it was based on Colossians, and we see that Christ is in all things, that he's with us even in the midst of all things, in the midst of, of brokenness, in the midst of pain, in the midst of, of all the, the things that we have to get tissues for and Band-Aids for. But those are in the middle. And we called the, he called, one of the speakers called middle words. We have middle words like cancer and shootings and, and death and brokenness, and pain. Those are all middle words. That's the middle of the story. But there's a day coming. What the Apostle Paul gives is given a glimpse of in the book of Revelation, where it says that he will wipe away every tear from our eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away out with the old brokenness and in with the new, the new creation. Disease and death will be no more. Fighting and fears and troubles and tears, no more. All those belong to the old order of things. But behold, God says, I am making all things new. And understand, it's not that he's making all new things. He's actually making all things new new, into a new, new way. Even our bodies themselves. We will be physical again one day, but not corruptible, not susceptible to pain and and brokenness and disease. We will have glorified, perfect bodies. You see, the things of this world are broken due to sin, and we're dealing with the middle words right now. But Jesus came right in the middle of our world to bring a final word. 
You see, Jesus is the final word. He brings an end to death, and he brings life. He brings resurrection. As Paul tells us, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. So John sees this picture of the new creation, the new heaven and the new earth. But he also sees something else. He sees the holy city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem means city of peace. Now today, if you talk about Jerusalem and a city of peace, those are kind of contradictory. Jerusalem hasn't been very peaceful for a long time. Even back in the day when David was there, it wasn't a peaceful place. But God dwelt among his people in the temple in Jerusalem. And Jesus went to Jerusalem to die on a hill right outside of Jerusalem. And so what, Paul, what John sees is a new city. I saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. It comes down just as Jesus Christ came down. Coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. You see, the church... You and I, we are the bride of Christ. And Paul says that Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present us as his bride, perfect and blameless, in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. You see, we are the bride of Christ. Christ has prepared us through baptism. He has made us perfect in the eyes of God to be connected in a relationship with him. And because of that relationship, Jesus said, I'm going to go prepare a place for you and I'll come back to bring you to be with me that you might be there also. So God says, I'm making all things new. But you know what? He has done that. Through his son, Jesus Christ, he has done that in you and me. The old world is passing away, but the new world is coming. God will dwell with us, and he will, we will be his people, and God himself will be with us as our God. He will wipe away every tear from our eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. One of my favorite Old Testament stories is the story of, of Joshua. After Moses dies, God passes on the mantle of leadership to the children of Israel, to Joshua. And Joshua leads the people across the Jordan, and, and the first obstacle they come up against is the city of Jericho, as they're supposed to enter into the promised land. And it's fortified with these huge walls, and they have a huge army. And what, what God tells to Joshua, I, Joshua just had to laugh, I think, because God takes Joshua to Jericho and points to Jericho and says, look, behold the city that I've given to you. And I think Joshua just had to go, you mean that big city, that big wall right there with that big army, you've given it to me? And God, God says, it's yours. Even though nothing has happened yet, they haven't done the marching around the city, the walls haven't collapsed, they haven't turned on themselves and all that stuff, but it was a reality because God said, this is yours. I think sometimes in life, God has to kind of tap us on the shoulder and say, behold what I've given to you. Look at eternal life. It is yours. And we go, 
You mean that, that's so far away and in the midst of this brokenness and all this pain, I've got that? God says, yes, this is yours. We go, but I'm living in these middle words right now. And God says, I have the final word in Jesus Christ. The final word. The words like grace and peace and love and forgiveness, healing and restoration. You see, no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Today we have the assurance to know how the story ends. It's one that consists not of being dead on arrival at the end of life, but rather new on arrival. You see, it may seem like the end of a story, but it's just the beginning. It's the beginning because Jesus Christ has written the end of the story, and he has the final word. Amen.